Inside Track on Real Estate with Ken and Yetta Decker of the Decker Team. Get the Inside Track, everything you need to know about buying and selling in the greater Ottawa area. The Inside Track on Real Estate with the Decker Team. House Hacking, that's such a crazy name. What a crazy name for a show. And as a matter of fact, when I first heard about hacking, I thought, well, that's a weird name. Don't you think? It is a weird name. But you'll love the content of this show because this show can make you money and it can make you allow you to live in a bigger, more expensive home maybe than you thought you could or maybe even live in a home when you didn't think you could afford it at all. And that's what house hacking is all about. So welcome to another episode of the Inside Track on Real Estate, where you get refreshing, hopeful truth about selling, buying, and investing, making sure that your house is the home that you're thrilled to come home to each day. I'm Ken Decker. I'm Ryan Decker. And we're going to talk about house hacking. Let's do it. House hacking. What's hacking mean? What's house hacking mean? House hacking is a term, and I want to say came out like two years ago, the term started being pretty popular. And it has to do with um, buying a property as your personal residence Mm -hmm. um, and living there. And then the previous home you had, turning that into a rental. So you're able to buy more homes with less money down. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. That's the definition? That's the definition I'm using. Okay, well, I created all kinds of new definitions (laughs) for house hacking then. Yeah, it's great. So to me, it's buying something that is more expensive than maybe you wanted to spend on and having it pay for itself. Sounds like a pretty cool thing. Wouldn't that be cool? That'd be very cool. Now, you actually are a house hacker. I'm very aware. (laughs) You're very aware of that. eh? Now, that doesn't... And hacking kind of... has a negative connotation. It does because when you hack into, say, software, it means you break the code Uh, Maybe you hack into the security in a software or something like that. But house hacking doesn't mean you break into houses. No, it's kind of like life hacks. You know how they like use a toothpick and all of a sudden start your car or, you know, something weird like that. You you haven't seen YouTube life hacks? No. Okay, well. That would be like like MacGyverisms for for an old guy like me. MacGyverisms. It's now called life hacking. So you can use all sorts of stuff everyday stuff to do really cool things and make your life easier. Like hairspray for a blowtorch with a, with a lighter. I don't know why that makes your life easier. But... <laughs> well, if you want to heat something up, superheat it. All right. <laughs> so at this Don't hacking... try that at home, guys. This is family radio. Do not try that at home. Yeah, it is family. Um, yeah, so this sense of hacking is more figuring out a way around that works really well. A workaround. A workaround. That works better than the original intention. Right. Okay, I can live with that definition. Definition? Okay, we'll go That's with that. That's great. So an example would be buying a home. Um, and I've got an example here. Let's say you bought a home that needed some work. And it was $400,000, right? Mm-hmm. You following the math? Sure. And if you're in your car, don't be writing down these numbers. But if you're sitting at home at a kitchen table... Or at work, you could write these numbers down. So if you bought a $400,000 house, mm-hmm. knowing that it needed work, and that if you put 50000 into it, 
that same house, because the neighborhood's good, would be worth, say, 500000 Does that make sense? Yep. So you buy a house that's um, needing some maintenance or meaning up, updating. It's got an older kitchen, older bathrooms, older flooring, whatever. So you're going to put fifty k into it. It's going to be worth a hundred. So you're going to make fifty thousand. Mm-hmm. So now living in that, let's say you live in it for two years, your normal increase, if it went up four percent per year, would be about thirty three thousand dollars. Okay. All right. So if we add that, and then the interest on the mortgage on a four hundred thousand dollar house over two years is going to be about twenty thousand dollars, maybe a little less, but about twenty thousand dollars. And then your taxes, your property taxes, probably around ten thousand for two years, maybe a little less. So that's thirty thousand for that, the fifty thousand you had to put in, and the thirty-three that it would have increased. So that oh, you add all those numbers up, you're gonna have to believe me if you didn't write them down. It equals five hundred and thirteen thousand dollars. But now, if we look at the value of that property because it went up the uh, 50k when we added 50k of improvements to it it's now five hundred and thirty three thousand dollars maybe even a little more but let's say 533 so all the money you paid in interest and taxes you've actually recovered Mm -hmm. so that's a house hack so you've lived there for free well you've made money to live there yeah, that's even yeah, better. That is better. And this is what kind of amplifies the house hack is normally if you were to make 33000 or 50000 what would you have to pay at the end of the year? Income tax. Income tax. But with this kind of income, you don't have to pay income tax in the year that you do, uh, have the increase because it's not earned yet until you sell it. And you still don't pay the tax if, if you lived in it. Right. And in this particular example, that's what I was saying. And and Candace is a master at this. She's done it a few times. Like one of her houses she bought very, very cheaply in Brinston. Mm-hmm. And she put a ton of money into it and effort and work and came out of that with enough down payment to buy a property closer into the city, which she did again to that house. Uh, it had a large washroom and a large laundry room in the main floor, but didn't have and an exclusive ensuite. So by taking the laundry room, moving it down to the basement, she could put in an ensuite. Um, they took the the stipple on the ceiling, you know, the popcorn, we call it popcorn, scraped all that off, sanded it down, put in um, uh, pot lights, and put granite in the kitchen and all kinds of things. And then she made a good dollar on that one as well. So she lived there for a couple years. Mm-hmm. And not having to pay tax on that extra income. Yes. And she moved to my house, mm-hmm. <laughs> my old house that she bought. And really what happened there is, again, she took the equity that she'd built up, moved it to the next house. So she's in a more expensive home now. And now she's doing the renovations again, but this time not with the purpose of selling, but with the purpose of living there for a long, long, awesome. long time. Awesome. Yeah. And have you ever done that type? No, I know that you have clients that have done that. I've done something similar, but yes. I, I, mine's a little bit different because I don't want to sell my properties when I'm done with them. I want to keep them. 
Mm -hmm. because my properties are usually cash flow positive. That's one of my models that I like. Um, So even the house I live in is house hacked because it pays me to live there. So that's something that I've worked very hard to do and it's working really well now. (laughs) Just took a while to get there. Okay. So tell us about that because that's another type of house hack. Right. Where you live in part of the house. Yeah. So it was um, originally two units. Mm -hmm. And so I could live in one, rent out the other one, but it needed a lot of work. And did it break even then or it cost you a little bit to live there? To live there? uh, Well, I had to do the work. So it cost me for the first six months or so. Mm -hmm. And then once the work was done, um, I had to pay. uh, It was very minimal to live there. Mm -hmm. It was basically half of what a regular person would pay to live in a home is what I was paying. Right. Because you had a tenant. Because I had a tenant in the other half. Right. And then wait a while longer, we were able to fix up the third side. And now we live there for free and actually get paid to live there. So you turned it from a duplex to a triplex? Yes. And because it was zoned for triplex? Mm -hmm. And you added now two tenants. Mm -hmm. And what's it cost you to live in your side now? Like I get paid to live there. Oh, you get paid to live there? Yeah. It doesn't cost you anything to live? No. Oh, man. Does that mean you could retire at 30 years old? Not quite, because I eat a lot. (laughs) You eat a lot. (laughs) My kids are growing weeds, so. Oh, okay. The kids kids ruined your retirement plans? (laughs) (laughs) I guess. That's kind of how it works, right? Yeah. Million dollar family? Yeah. One of each costs a million dollars to raise them. Yeah. For sure. (laughs) So um, that's the base of the model for retirement. Mm -hmm. But for me, there needs to be more cash flow than that, um, than just surviving. Right. Right. Survival's great. However, um, I want to do more than just survive. Mm. And so when I eventually outgrow this home, because it's, it's not as big as someday my kids will grow too big, I think, for it, um, I'll keep this unit most likely and use the cash flow. Okay. So you'd rent out the third, mm-hmm. when you say unit, you'd keep the, the, third, the triplex. The triplex, yep. Mm-hmm. Keep the third um, unit rented, and then I'd go live somewhere else, and the income from this would help me pay for my new house. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So is that a house hack on your new house or not really? Not really. Not really. But this is where it gets cool is because I made these renovations, um, I put a fair bit of money in. However, my property value has gone up even higher than that. Right. So it's made me a return. And once I move out, I can lock in, I get an appraisal, and I lock in the value at that time, and then I only have to pay capital gains from that locked-in value up to what I sell it at so many years later. Okay. So the appreciation I've had, even though I'm moving out, will still be um, Mm tax-free. And so are you going to take equity out of your property to to move to the one you're going to buy? Potentially. So I could use it for that. I could use it for other properties. I like about 20 to 40% um, equity in a property. Mm-hmm. And that way I'm not over leveraged and I'm not under leveraged. And as soon okay. as I get above that 50%, my, uh, my pants start to itch. And I feel like <laughs> I got to re-leverage and do another house hack. Um, oh, sorry. The house I would buy would be a house hack. Oh, because would be. I'd be moving in as my personal residence. Mm-hmm. So if I wanted, um, depending on my situation at the time, I could go 5% down, even though I already own a property, because it's my right. personal residence. Right. And is that considered a house hack? Because yes. you only put 5% down? Yep. And then, um, okay. 
another ways of house hacking. Uh, one is if you're living, so that's a great way actually. If you're if you're thinking of buying a house, mm-hmm. start out with a semi mm-hmm. or a duplex or or something that you can put an apartment in or has an apartment, like you bought in your first house. Mm-hmm. You combine two house hacks with your first house. I did three. We'll three, go three house three hacks. house hacks. Yeah. Okay. So I was able to get it at five percent down. I was uh, twenty at the time. Mm-hmm. So I didn't have a lot of money. So I was able to buy it 5% down. And then, because I was living there. Mm-hmm. And then instead of renting, just because it was um, an in-law suite in the basement mm-hmm. and a uh, four-bedroom home upstairs. That's the other house hack. It was only a three-bedroom when you oh, bought it. Oh, right. That's, okay, there's like four house hacks on that house. <laughs> okay. We really went to town on that one. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> So there was three bedrooms upstairs, and then there was an addition, which was actually a den, but it wasn't closed off. Mm-hmm. It was open to the other space. So we closed that wall and turned it into a fourth bedroom, mm-hmm. which allowed us to rent to students upstairs and get uh, four, four rooms instead of three, which is a pretty big difference as cash flow. Yeah, because now, what is it, about 600 to rent a, a room with shared accommodation? Uh, six to 750, depending on where is you are. Is it really up to 750? It, now, depending for, on where you are. Right? Right. Well, okay. Yeah, it, it all depends on location and what you're offering. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, so hack one was to build a... a get 5% down. Oh, 5% down. Personal okay. residence. Okay. Hack number two was to build a, a, a suite, like a, Have change, a suite. convert the den into a fourth bedroom, mm-hmm. put French we'll doors on it. Yep. Okay. Hack number three was to have an apartment in the basement that mm-hmm. was rented out separately. Yep. And hack number four, I, I don't recommend this to most people, <laughs> but because I was in college and because I was, yeah, I could do it. So I actually lived in the boiler room. Well, I had tenants downstairs and tenants upstairs. And it gave me the freedom to go to school uh, and get paid to go to school for living in my, my house. So four times hack. Four, four times house hack on that one. Yeah. <laughs> we'll call it that. <laughs> Actually, five. I rented out the driveway for parking to create to, extra income. The driveway too? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, no one had cars at the time, even though there was a bunch of people in the house. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had a big double driveway, so I started renting the spot out. And what about the uh, the shed in the back? Did you rent no, the little I shed? <laughs> I did. No borders in the shed. It was teased, but we didn't go there. You got some wild animals in there at one at point. At one but... point, yeah. We got rid of those. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. So for someone that's maybe in a house and they're, mm. you know, they bought a four-bedroom house, they don't need them anymore, or, or they never did, they you know, just two people. Mm-hmm. Um, renting a room, having kind of border. a border or roommates, mm-hmm. it was very, very common in the in the Depression. Mm-hmm. People that owned houses would rent out a room to people that had lost houses or couldn't afford a house, couldn't afford their rent for a separate dwelling, would rent out just a room. Mm-hmm. And there's actually great friendships that can be made from having, we'll call them roommates, you're not really in, sleeping in the same room, but you're... Housemates. 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 Better, Housemate, better term. Flatmates. Whatever you want to call Flatmates. Yeah. <laughs> That's just a weird term. Yeah, we're British. <laughs> um, yeah, but we're not in Britain. That's true. We're not. So, yeah, I've seen a lot of people who are a bit older and they're single and they're like, I'm lonely. Why don't I rent out one of my rooms? Now I have mm-hmm. a friend 
plus the income to help support it. Um, and there was uh, actually a sibling uh, that I was dealing with, not one of my siblings, but mm-hmm. their sibling. And uh, the brother was going to buy the house and the sister was going to um, live there and pay rent. And so they're able to acquire a house and um, help each other out. Right. Now, sometimes your house hack is about owning in an area where you normally couldn't own Mm -hmm. or owning a size of home you normally couldn't own or in a neighborhood you normally couldn't afford. Or creating a lifestyle, as for me, that you couldn't normally get on your own. And so for Yetta and I, that's one of the things we did when we bought our house and one of the reasons we bought it or we calculated, okay, we'll do it, is we moved from Greeley to Manatic. And the Manatic house we were buying was worth, you know, $220,000 more than the one we were leaving. And we really didn't want to spend all that extra mortgage money and monthly payments and taxes and all that. But the beauty was it had a self-contained in-law suite with separate entrance on the side. And we did a quick calculation. Okay, we can rent that for $1,500 a month. Now we apply that $1,500 to the cost of the house that we moved up to mm-hmm. in the neighborhood we wanted to live in. And really, it didn't cost us anything extra than what we would have been paying for our Greeley house. So that was a house hack that, is that, a your, hack. that your mom and dad did. Good. And then we double house hacked it. You now, we didn't get a five-time house hack like you, but we did a double house hack. Which is? Well... We bought that home for seven twenty, even though the assessed value was nine sixty at the time. Actually, it was one point. It was one million and thirty thousand was the the assessed value. I got it down to nine sixty at one point. But we took that seven hundred and twenty thousand dollars house we bought. Mm-hmm. We spent about a hundred thousand dollars in it, renovating it. It was only uh, twelve years old, but bringing it up to modern standards and and making and it had some been changes. Used. It had been, yeah. Yeah. And we changed the layout in the basement, put it in a home theater room, and we spent about $100,000. But the beauty was we, we took the 720. It took us two years to renovate it while we were living in it. So now we're at 820, but we could sell it for 950. Mm-hmm. So we lived in it for two years for free, really. We have to, you have to make your payments, but because of the equity increase, because of the renovations we did, yeah. We actually lived there for two well, years it's for all free. Tax free too. Yeah, because it's our principal residence. Mm-hmm. That's, That's very cool. cool. Now we have helped some clients. Uh, you helped one, uh, Steve, buy a property that didn't have an apartment in the basement, mm-hmm. but was well suited for it. Yeah, it was tell us about that. Perfectly set up. It was a cute little bungalow near the college, and I don't believe he turned it into student rental. However, um, because of how the doors were. He was able to move a staircase. Oh, he actually moved the staircase? Yeah. Yeah, he did, which made it really nice. Um, And he was able to make two totally separate units and rent it fairly quickly. There was a lot of cosmetic upstairs, Mm -hmm. um, but only cosmetic. And then downstairs, there was some structural and different things that needed to be moved around to build the rooms and make it a proper apartment. Okay. Added another heating system and, you know, lots of things. So he put some good money in that. Um, and it cash flows really well for him. Because he's renting two fully right. full apartments out. Now, I had a, a, a young lady who bought her first house, mm-hmm. and we bought a bungalow similar to that. 
and it had the front door but also had a side door mm-hmm. with kind of the split entry you know you go down to the basement or you come up a couple stairs and you go to the kitchen and she was able to block that off make it a common entranceway with a stair going to, a door go downstairs and all she had to do was increase the size of the window one of the windows downstairs so there would be a second egress so that someone could get out if there was a fire she put a little apartment down there and now that's supporting her ability to live in this nice bungalow as a as a single woman awesome. so so that's a great that's a good answer. house hack yeah and recently I was just talking with a client. I don't know whether he's going to go ahead with it, but we did a full consultation with him because he has a house with an apartment in the basement. And then he said, well, I've got this giant detached garage in the back. And I looked at it. It's got windows, a door, a main entrance. And he goes, could I rent that? And I said, well, actually, under the carriage house rules at the city now, you could hook that up to the to the water and sewer coming to your house. And you could convert that into an apartment as whole self and the beauty with that one he was on a corner so he had a laneway into the into the bungalow of the house but he had a laneway on the other side going to the garage so it had its own private laneway and everything it's almost like having a separate house on one property so that would be a phenomenal house hack i hope he goes ahead and does the mm-hmm. does the work on it now, some of you are saying, like, you know, this sounds great. I like the idea of getting to live somewhere for free, but I don't necessarily want tenants. <laughs> I don't necessarily want to live with the people who are paying me rent. Right. Right? And so if that's the case, then you really want to go towards the house hack where um, you're able to rent it or buy it, live it, then rent it. Um, and that way... You buy something else. Buy something else. Okay. So a lot of starter families will do that. They'll buy their first house and they... You know, don't have a ton of money yet. However, mm-hmm. they start to pay down that mortgage, and after five years or so, they can use that money to go buy another house and keep it mm-hmm. and rent it. So now right. they've got an investment property, and they're able to go buy their family home mm-hmm. as well, mm-hmm. which is great. Now, some people will also rent their house mm-hmm. while they're there, or or while they're not there, mm-hmm. under the Airbnb system. I've had people that go on vacation for two weeks. And they actually rent their house mm-hmm. while they're gone. Now you have to make sure that things are set up right because you got personal yeah. stuff, right? Sometimes they have one room that they lock and put doesn't. Their stuff they put in their stuff in there, and there's no access to that room, so they rent the rest of the house out, and that works well. And some people even buy rental properties that are just Airbnb, mm-hmm. Airbnb properties. So Airbnb can be a great way. And there's also people, like you said, the people that are lonely. I've heard of people that are doing the Airbnb where they live in the house. They do rent out a room. They do provide breakfast for the people. And, mm. and it's a real um, social experience. Social experience, yeah. yeah. They get people from all over the world coming that they can talk with. And, and it's, it's really fun. great for someone that may be lonely and living at home. Mm-hmm. Now, we do offer a free consultation if you're thinking, hey, what ideas could I have to house hack my home or to buy a home that I could do a house hack with and um, really start building wealth quicker or live for free or that type of thing, we'll sit down with you for an hour mm-hmm. and walk you through that process. 
And at the end, you may decide, hey, this is something for me. And you may decide, hey, it's something that's not for me. Or it's not the right time right now. Right. There's some steps I've got to do in order to get there. Mm-hmm. And I've even had people come who we've sat and done a bit of a financial consultation because they're finding they can't pay their debts. It's getting tough. And I'll say, well, how many rooms do you have in your home? How many are not being used? Okay, well, let's rent those. Because if you can get 600 700 a month for a vacant room, it's not costing you much to have somebody there. If you can rent out one or two rooms, suddenly your, your monthly cash flow is going the right way. Yeah. You've got positive cash flow. You can start paying off that debt. And it's not that huge of an inconvenience. Well, and that income you can actually use, we didn't talk about this, but towards the expenses of the home. Mm-hmm. So as long as you don't claim more than 42% or 49% sorry, of your expenses, um, mm-hmm. it can still be your personal residence. Then you can claim those, uh, like your interest expense, your water and sewer, heat, a portion of that. So 40, up to 49%? Yeah, depending, depending on how much on of how the room, room of the yeah. house you're renting okay. and how much of the space they're using. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can knock that off your taxes. Right. And uh, also I've had a lot of people buy a house with the intent of having uh, flatmates or, mm-hmm. or housemates. And they they purposely buy a property that has a... A master bedroom that has an ensuite bathroom, because one of the things they don't want to do is share a bathroom. Is share a bathroom, so that way they have their private room, their private bathroom, and uh, away they go. Awesome, makes sense, eh? This is so awesome. I love house hacking. <laughs> I get so jittered. I want to go house hack something now. I got a few that I want to play with. Um, yeah, I mean, investing when you haven't done it can be really scary. And then as you do more of it and as you get um, educated, as we're hopefully giving you some education today, it can become really fun, almost mm-hmm. like a monopoly game. Like, how much can I collect? How can I do this really well? How yeah. can I, you know, advance this? It's fun. Well, it just takes a little longer than monopoly. It's kind of like the Proverbs 31 woman, hmm. right? You know, she's, she's like held on a pedestal of... Women hate that proverb because they go, oh, how do you live up to the woman that works all night and <laughs> makes all these things for his family? And But she was a real estate investor. It says she considers a vineyard, which is a business. Mm-hmm. It's land, and it's like a farm. And she considers it, and she buys it for her family. So that woman is a real estate investor. And I'm finding more and more women are taking this on mm-hmm. on their own because historically it's been men that are more risk takers mm-hmm. and I'm finding women now are either even single women are saying hey I want to get into house hacking I want to get into building wealth through real estate investments and so that's that's really fun to see that happening yeah well, and I get a lot of people being like, my retirement shot because whatever the reason is, either um, you know a financial thing with the stock market or a divorce or mm-hmm. all you know, life happens for a lot of well, all of us, and um, they're able to start investing in real estate and supplement their retirement. Yeah, that's awesome. So, the old saying, "Your family is my family, my house is your house," kind of thing. Um, We just want you to know that we're your family and we really want to partner with you as we move forward together in this thing called life. And we want to make sure that you're living 
a simply whole and real life that's satisfying, God-honoring, and financially responsible. So connect with us. We'd love to be your family. What you want to do? What man is